Oh, hello. Hello. Good morning. Do I look super British today? I believe I do. I'm channeling a bit of my Princess Diana with my turtleneck and my crew neck sweatshirt. And obviously, I'm practicing my British accent because here in America, we are very boring. We got nothing to be excited about because we're just normal people. We don't have anyone spectacular, anybody royal in the mix. We're normal. We're not royal. That's the Botanista podcast. Just kidding. We are only getting started. But I did. I had to start off with channeling my British roots with my outfit today. Because my outfit is a big point of conversation on today's show. We're going to keep this episode a little quick, a little short and sweet because we have an episode that has an interview. We have an episode with an interview, an interview episode with Antonio Dixon. He is a super educated, super cool, and all things enthusiastic entrepreneur. He sits down with the Buttonista virtually via Zoom to tell us about his Privé Solar Fi pods, which are blowing up in New York City, giving people opportunities to do outdoor dining and have Instagram-worthy content during the pandemic and so much more. He's all about good causes. He's got a nonprofit. So stay tuned for that at the end of the show. But to start the show, everybody, what? Oh, what was that? What was that noise that I just made? I wanted to say we are not only channeling Princess Diana today in light of all the royal news that's going on, but we are channeling warmer times and chiller vibes. That is my new collaboration with the Casal Gals. I feel like they're my family. Not like uh, when you're here, your family, whatever restaurant says that, but like they got a big Italian family up in Troy, somehow related to Marco, somehow related to my Aunt Dina, family friend Aunt Dina. And when the Casal Gals launched their brand a few months ago during the pandemic at some point, I was head over heels for their content, for their vibe. They're putting out all kinds of cozy clothes from long sleeves to crew necks to crop tops and these just adorable little kind of cutesy, kitschy saying some Italian, none British. We got to work on that, girls. And I decided it was time for the Buttonista to do a collab. This isn't your usual merch. This is the Warmer Times and Chiller Vibes collab. I am debuting it today, of course, with a turtleneck underneath because A, we're not at those warmer times yet. And B, I just watched the Oprah interview like everyone else in the world. So I'm going to do, if you're watching this on camera, which unlikely that you are, but pretend that you are, and just close your eyes even, look at my Instagram post from last night, and picture me turning around. Picture my backside. Because the backside of this sweatshirt is very important. So I'm going to try to show the camera. It's not working, by the way. Warmer times, the back says chiller vibes, and then... You got a little Easter egg. Easter's coming up. The Buttonista's got a little Easter egg for you. And that is my logo right at the bottom of the sweatshirt. So when there's a man checking you out on the streets of Saratoga, downtown Albany or Troy, they will be like, wow, who is that cool girl? Who is that person that is rocking warmer times in chiller vibes? Oh, she knows the Buttonista. And then if they were a real investigative reporter like myself, they would probably... Try to find the Buttonista on Instagram. 
Then they would go through my followers, see which follower matches up to the cool girl that they saw walking in the street. Maybe they would slide into your DMs and maybe it would be just a grand old time for everybody. Maybe this sweatshirt could become a matchmaker. If nothing else, though, this sweatshirt can be your go-to transitional crew neck. I wanted a warmy creamsicle vibe. That's what I told the girls. I wanted something bright and fun. In the play on words of warmer times and chiller vibes, it's a crew neck. So you can wear it in the winter. You can do 90s style Diana with your turtleneck. And then when the weather's warm, the color palette works. The phrase still works. So it's a year-round piece. And something very important about this, which we're going to get into in some Two Buttons Deep content later this week, is that it is unisex. So if there is a man in your life, even a friend, colleague, peer, that feels particularly attached to the warmer times in chiller vibes mindset, persona, lifestyle, they could wear this sweatshirt too. So I'm wearing a unisex small right now and I know a couple of guys that might want to also be warmer times and chiller vibesing. So more to come on that. It's a phrase that the Two Buttons Deep team has kind of adopted. We had someone spearhead it. Yes, we will acknowledge him later and thank him for the creative direction. Actually, I'll take that back. I provided the creative direction but we might have used a little bit of intellectual property. It's a collab, though. There's something in it for everybody. So if you didn't know, if you didn't already get the hint, the Casal Gals' latest drop is out now, casalgals.com. You can get the very first Buttonista collab, crew neck sweatshirt, support me, my hopes and dreams. Not really, though. Just wear something cool. Support these girls and their hopes and dreams. They are the masterminds behind this brand. And not only can you shop for this sweatshirt, but you can shop their entire drop that has some saucy fun. Thanks for being cute. I mean, the drop is really adorable and I'm thrilled to be part of it. So if you needed a little retail therapy today, we did cookie therapy last week. We actually did taco therapy this week. Now we're on to retail therapy. A lot of therapy going on. We're going to actually talk about some self-care, for lack of a better word, in a few minutes, but go to casalgals.com, shop the newest Buttonista crew neck, and just get ready for what's to come. We are heading into a very positive time of year, I have to say. The the little blooms are budding. My mom's pointing them out to me on our walks, and the weather's about to get warm AF, so we're actually going to be having some warmer times coming up within the next few days. Oh, did I sound like Al Roker there? Because he says... uh well, he says a couple things. One thing he says is, uh, we'll get to your local forecast in the next 30 seconds. I'll say it with a Princess Diana voice just to stay true to the episode. We'll get to your local forecast in the next 30 seconds. I'm good, aren't I? I feel really good. I feel ready to go. Maybe because I'm so chilled out. So today on the show, everybody, there's a few things that I would like to discuss with you before we get into my interview with Antonio Dixon. We just talked about the Casal Gals, talked about a little therapy. Next up, I want to bring everybody on this podcast up to speed on Big Tip Energy. I don't think I've alluded to this on the show before, but if you follow Two Buttons Deep, my other company, I guess it's a company, I don't know what you would say, social media page, people don't really know what we do. We launched a very, very cool project, credit to Jack. He called me one day and he's like, I have an idea. And this happens a lot. If I do it to him, it's usually a bad idea. If he calls me with an idea, it's always a good idea. Isn't that funny how that works out? That's an aside. Jack said, 
I want to launch a project to help local restaurants. And I'm like, congrats, buddy. We all do that. Everybody wants to do that. The Barstool Fund was in its peak popularity and it was making a huge difference. And Jack wanted to be inspired by that and thought of something that we could do on a local scale, on a little bit of a smaller scale that would impact local restaurants right here in the capital region that are struggling. He sold me when he told me the name Big Tip Energy, BTE. While we picked up a sponsor as we planned this show out and we couldn't use the eggplant emoji, that was unfortunate. I'm a huge fan of the eggplant emoji. Not only is it realistic, is it dual meaning, it's fun, it's sassy, it's bright. I mean, I hope we all use the eggplant emoji in our lives if and when appropriate, right? There's a lot of sensitivities as well with the BTE and that's why we didn't go with the eggplant because tip could be a little literal, but I'm not going to let you think about it like that. I'm prim and proper today. So Jack said, I think we should try to raise big tips for local restaurants in the capital region while also asking everybody in our audience to just adapt BTE as a mindset and something that you can do in your own time if you are able to and comfortable either going out to restaurants and supporting them or just getting takeout and leaving a big tip that way because we know a lot of people, you know, still in the height of the pandemic here are not comfortable giving, you know, a big tip in an actual restaurant. So we flushed it out. It came together. We picked up CDTA as a sponsor. So thank you so much, CDTA, for getting on board and helping us give these big tips. But anytime we launch a new project on Two Buttons Deep, I guess this is a little bit of that entrepreneur life and just the risk that you take. You know, we're so excited internally. We're planning it. We're literally whiteboarding. I mean, wow, look at us hopping on a whiteboard, chatting about this in our weekly meeting saying, how can we pull this off? Because it's a dual, I mean, even more than dual pronged effort here. So we have Big tip energy is a mindset and a lifestyle and something that you can do in your own life. So we want everybody to give big tip energy everywhere they go. That's number one. Number two is that we wanted to visit the restaurant, hype them up, and open up what we decided to be a 24-hour fundraising window so that you only have 24 hours for the particular restaurant of the week to raise the biggest tip ever. So we're doing a little bit of a call to action there to Venmo us and then 100% will go to the restaurant. And then part three is as a team internally, you know, production wise, we have to go back to the restaurant, patronize, have lunch, see if we can talk to the owner, get their story a little bit to help spread the word. And then, of course, surprise them with the big tip. Doesn't seem that complicated, but when you get into the fact that everybody's working off iPads now and you can't really just leave a, you know, 700% or more tip on the machine, that can be tricky. We really wanted the receipt. So a lot of logistics that went into it trying to break it down through video. This is what Jack is really good at, what I'm able to kind of take, you know, his creative direction and his thought process and translate it into something that works on camera that our audience can really easily understand and get behind. But to my original point, we can come up with all the great ideas in the world, but it's really the power of the people and whether people are going to buy into it, they're going to be excited about it, if it's going to work. We had a modest goal, I think, of $250 tip. That's still a pretty freaking big tip when you think about it, especially our first place, La Capital Tacos in Troy, is pretty much a primarily takeout-only restaurant. They only have a couple bar tops right now. So it's very unlikely that they're getting, you know, even probably a $50 tip when you're just picking it up and taking it to go. It's just tacos. Well, it's not just tacos, let me tell you that. So we raised in 24 hours, thanks to you guys, $700 for La Capital Tacos. We delivered it yesterday, Monday, if you're listening on Tuesday, which thank God you are. Thank God it's Tuesday. And it was just 
like I, my heart is warm. Like it, I can't even, I'm smiling. I just feel so proud of us that we were able to pull this off. You never know how it's going to go. Obviously, I don't want to speak too soon. This is only week one. We got 11 more weeks to go of this project. So hopefully the tips can increase. But, you know, this guy is a true, authentic entrepreneur, restauranter. He's worked in some of the best kitchens across the country. He has plenty of experience, somehow landed in Troy, had a chance to bail on this whole idea during the pandemic, even though he already bought the tortilla maker. Yes, they make their own tortillas. So he couldn't really bail because he was a tortilla maker deep. And I'm glad he didn't because he said the support from the community is amazing. Troy is a great place, which many of us already know. And just seeing big tip energy really affects somebody like that. And literally, a, when we went there, he didn't even make us pay for the tacos because he saw that we were standing outside on Friday to film the promo. He didn't know what we were doing. He was like, I thought maybe you were complaining or you were um, maybe doing something nice, but I didn't know. And then my team told me kind of what you were doing. So we go to pay for the tacos and he's like, no, no, no. I'm like, yeah, I said, absolutely. That's literally the whole point. Let me get to the, you know, the punchline here. And he said, no, he said, you already helped me. I'm like, how did we already help him? He's like, well, you stood out there, you took pictures, you did a video and you helped me. So I'm going to help you and you're not going to pay for your tacos. I didn't like that. I'll pay for them next time. I'll pay double next time. But it just kind of shows you how selfless and how, you know, community oriented a lot of our local restaurateurs and entrepreneurs are. And, you know, just that he was so excited to accept the help, but also so caught off guard. He said, listen, I did not charge you for your tacos because I have everything, you know, because I'm killing it. But because I want to reciprocate the efforts and I know obviously you're about to do something nice for me I don't think he knew how nice it was going to be but if you have a chance to follow along with big tip energy go follow two buttons deep every Friday we'll be posting a new restaurant open up the fundraising for 24 hours or maybe through the weekend if it's really picking up steam and then on Monday we'll go back patronize and deliver what is hopefully the biggest tip outside of whatever eggplant emoji is uh, in their DMs at the restaurant at any point. So follow along with BTE. It's a really fun project and we're just doing our part. You know, we're trying to trying to really believe that warmer times, chiller vibes and a good summer is a coming. So stay tuned for more on that. Couple trends I want to talk about today. Trends that I am raising my eyebrows or I am laminating my eyebrows for. I have noticed a few things going on in the world through conversations with friends. It is a side effect of the pandemic that I'm not saying has been like clinically studied or diagnosed, but I am starting to pick up on within our millennial generation. And that is people are becoming hyper, hyper focused and hyper aware of their insecurities. And I know that that's something that's kind of always dealt with offline or online. You know, people are constantly doing things to better themselves or change something about themselves that they don't like. And I've chalked it up to a few things just based on different conversations that I've had with friends. And then, of course, stuff that I go through myself because I get it. Um, you know, my insecurity right now, we've talked about it lightly, is like mama's gained the COVID-15 and I got to take it off. We got to get that thing freaking out free and clear before I hop into what is hopefully a normal-ish wedding season. We got bridesmaids dresses to wear. We got bachelorette parties to go to. And while I will be covered from the nose down with a mask, there's no mask for your midsection yet. You know, maybe a kangaroo pocket, maybe a fanny pack. Is that a, 
Is that a mask for your midsection? Okay, fine. Maybe if this doesn't go according to plan for me, my little weight loss journey, I'm trying to think of something fun I can do. Um, Kelsey and Molly, if you're listening to this, I know you said a microphone looks good in my hand, but a dumbbell would look better. I agree with you. I'm moving back to Saratoga. I will be there soon and I will find my own way to shed my insecurity of my COVID weight gain. My mom said my legs are huge. She's not wrong. And she also said that she thinks my knee pain is a result of the weight gain, which I thought was a joke I made. And she said, no, that's probably serious. Your Uncle Carl had the same thing. First of all, I don't even know who Uncle Carl is. But she said that when he lost weight, he wasn't in as much pain in the knees. So we'll see what my x-rays say. But anyways, I'm getting off track here. This isn't about me. I've had a few conversations with friends lately. Single friends. So I think that's that's part of where I'm going to go with this is that I know one friend who recently got her lips done and she was like, you know, I'm a little embarrassed just because it's like black and blue right now and it's healing and, you know, but I really wanted to get this done. It's really for me and it just makes me feel better. It's something that I've struggled with. I've seen that a lot, like the lack of an upper lip. I've seen another girl that listens to the podcast that follows along. She's kind of in the beauty biz. She's very outward facing photo shoots, the whole nine. She got her upper lip done and I didn't know that that was such a thing. Um, that people struggled with or people were insecure about. Lips, I think, prior to the Kardashians were probably something that I just thought you had and you could, you know, put some lip balm on, some balm.com, some Maybelline, whatever you're into and enhance them. But obviously now there's a medical solution to your upper lip, lack of upper lip, and people are getting their lips done to feel better about it. And I'm all for it, you know. Again, it's for you. I don't think... Anybody is going to see you and be like, oh my God, like they just became like this totally new attractive person because they have their lips done. I think it's you became this totally new attractive person because you conquered something and you feel more confident. I talk about confidence a lot because I think it is literally the most important thing you can have. If you're confident, people aren't going to question you. They're not going to question your decision making. They're not going to question your fashion choices. They're not going to even question really the words that come out of your mouth unless you're like full-blown crazy talking over there. Confidence can get you a long way. And I almost just spilled my water. So that means it is time for the classic buttonies to water break. One moment, please. So we're getting our lips done to feel more self-confident. I had another friend that got um, Invisalign again, Smile Direct Club, went on some dates, didn't pan out that well, started feeling very insecure about what can I do? You know, it must have been my look if I wasn't scoring a second date. I feel like I need to improve. That hurts my feelings because I highly doubt while people are physically attracted and physically focused I don't like the fact that maybe either the prolonged pandemic, people who are single have maybe missed out on basically a year of thriving in the dating scene because of the COVID stuff and the restrictions and the lack of comfort to be able to go out and meet people freely without feeling like, you know, you were hurting the pandemic, hurting yourself. So I don't like that. That part makes me a little nervous is that people are feeling like if it's harder to date, harder to find somebody or feeling like they're in a little bit of a time crunch or a pinch because they want companionship after a year of being isolated and alone and then in turn watching friends, you know, take steps and make moves or people that have found luck dating during these times. So if your online dates aren't working out, 
I don't think the immediate thing is like, what's wrong with me? You know, if it's something that you struggle with on the side that you think would make you feel more comfortable and present yourself better in a date or whatever. Oh my God, I just realized my head is like literally going to be cut off in this video because I was trying to show you guys a sweatshirt and I'm sitting on the edge of my seat like we're in a freaking horror movie right now. There's no room for sitting on the edge of your seat unless I could do like calf raises and maybe help with my insecurity here. But anyway, I'm on the fence about this one. I'm happy to hear about some of the things that people are doing to improve themselves, but I'm sad to hear that maybe there's something deeper that people think that, you know, they need to change because they're not getting what they need out of meeting others or the social opportunities that they were afforded prior to the pandemic. That part, I think, let's just stay positive. Let's hype each other up. Let's be there. If you have the resources to make a big change physically, you know, I think you just need to weigh those options. Is it worth it? Some of these procedures and some of this stuff is extremely expensive. Are you willing to kind of take that risk for what is a temporary, you know, kind of win or a temporary fix to something that's wrong? I will never forget my mom. And this is so true about like self-care and maintenance on yourself. I remember my mom saying when I was a kid, when it was like that time where you wanted to shave your legs, which by the way, quick poll, how often do we shave our legs in the winter? Like I'm literally saying once a week. I might put this out on Twitter today because I just want to know, like am I, should I be insecure? No, I'm just kidding. I give a shit about how many times a week I shave my legs. But sometimes I'm like, holy F, holy hair, Taylor, you need to freaking take a racer to those things. I like to sit down in the shower when I do it. That's how I discovered my swollen knees. But just curious, like what is the what is the leg hair maintenance during the winter, during these winter times, not the warmer times? Anyway, that actually really caught me off guard. My not caught me off guard, threw me off. Threw me off the train. Hopping back on board on the train. My mom always said, when I said, I want to shave my legs in like sixth grade, like Allie Miguel gets shaving her legs. I want to shave my legs too. She said, okay, that's fine. We will take that next step. However, once you shave your legs once, you have to shave your legs every day for the rest of your life. Well, mom, first of all, wrong. I just said I only shave my legs once a week, but what she meant is that the hair is going to grow back. It's going to be darker. It's going to be longer. It's going to be certainly less attractive than your young, fresh, sun-kissed, sixth-grade self. And I want you to prepare for that. And I did. And I understand that. Was it worth it? Yes. You can't be the kid that gets made fun of for not shaving their legs. But she's right. And I think some of these beauty procedures have a very similar ring to it. You know, I mean, I did the, uh, the lash lift and tint. And guess what? Now I want another one. I just heard recently about another one, less of an insecurity, more of a like time saver money spender that I am. Brow lamination. I've literally never heard of that before. My girl at FH Brow Studio has been advertising it. Was I curious? Of course. My brows, I feel, are one of my best assets. Thank God. Thank God something on my face is nice. Thank God you have turtlenecks to block the double chin. Thank God you have brows to distract from what's covered by the mask. My brows and my straight teeth, thank you to all the orthodontic work I got in my life. I could never repay my parents for the time and energy and money that they spent giving me double headgear, um, strange contraptions, and of course, braces for an extended period of time. And then now with TMJ, a built-in retainer, 
That's not the point. Now I want to get my brows laminated. I want to get my lashes lift, basically a perm for my lashes, laminated eyebrows so I can be soap brows 24-7. Love that idea, though, because you can't put a turtleneck on. You can't put a Casal Gauss crew neck on without ruining your soap brows. So that's always the last thing I do. So if you're telling me laminating my brows could save me the time I spend fluffing and obsessing over the perfect fluff, I love the perfect fluff. I am here for the perfect brow fluff. But if I could enhance my best future, shit, I'm going to do it. I told you, I'm gullible. I'm susceptible to marketing, self-improvement, especially stuff that someone else will do for you. I have to lose the weight myself. I have to hit the gym. I have to eat the avocados or the kale or whatever. I have to do that shit myself. No one's going to do that with me. You know what I want my diet to be called? I told my boyfriend when we move into the house, it's game over. It is game over. I want to go on the Keith Ranieri diet. I want to be calorie restricted by someone in power. Because again, I don't want to do this myself. If someone else tells me to do it, maybe I'll do it. So I'm hoping my boyfriend can channel the Nexium documentaries, the Dateline that we just watched, and help me progressively get skinner, skinnier through calorie counting and restrictive dieting. I'm doing a moment of silence because I'm serious, but I'm hoping that you're laughing because, you know, we're lighthearted here. We're trying to make this a fun place. But I think that would be a potential diet for me. But anyway, so brow laminating, things like that. I can look better with someone else doing the work. I just have to hand over my credit card. I'm more than happy to do that. Probably going to look into that. And plus, Fatima is amazing. Her work is second to none. So if she can see me again, I haven't even been seeing her that much lately because my brows are like this overgrown uh, creation of art. I just get to see her again. I'm happy with that. She's a great hype girl. She's a very talented one. So brow lamination, that might be part of our insecurity conquering self-care happening of 2021. One that I don't fully endorse though. This is a bit strange. I think it's happening in the big cities. Tooth gems? Are you guys up to speed on this? So I have a friend who is a tattoo artist. She does stick and poke out in Arizona. Super talented. If I ever got a tattoo, I'd be going out to see my girl, Sophia. She's so cool. She's a badass. She's just got the best vibe. We share a birthday. She's really, really cool. But one of the things that she's been doing out at her studio in Arizona is giving people tooth gems. So you basically get some sort of crystal, you know, in the shape of like a heart or a star or just a regular stud. I imagine either drilled into or glued onto your tooth. Why? Why? Why are we Why are we doing that? I'm not sure. Um, if you're insecure about your teeth, you're probably not getting a tooth gem because you're drawing more attention to it. Um, is it because grills are unaffordable and Nellie's? No, not Nellie. Who sings grills? Oh my God, is it Nellie? I love grills. Grills was one of my ringback tones in sixth grade. Throwback to an old nobody asked me. I used to say ringback tones are just so insane because why do I expect I'm cool enough to make someone listen to a ludicrous song when they call me? Like I'm telling you, you're listening to Moneymaker by Ludicrous right now when you call me. Oh yeah, grills is Nelly. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, shit. The beat drops in this song. This is such a good... In the bottom rose gold. Mm. 
Oh, yeah, we are. An epidemic. He was right. He was right. Little did he know. When did the grills epidemic? Whoa, 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 back up. I just got a little excited. When did the grills epidemic happen? I'm going to have to look that up. He was right. Paul, Paul, Nelly, they were right. Grills is a timeless song. I need a theme song so bad. I just got so excited. Music is so energizing. Please, if anybody is musically talented that listens to this podcast, please get me a theme song, preferably one that would really hit back in the sixth to eighth grade era. Like Who Dat Girl, like Grills, like Moneymaker by Ludacris. I mean, I can't wait till I'm driving my kids around in my car playing these throwback beats. They are just going to adore me and develop a potty mouth and want a tooth gem, but whatever. So maybe Nellie called it. Maybe this is a long time coming. I can't fully say I understand the tooth gem trend. I really protect my teeth, care for my teeth, love my teeth. So to know that someone would be like gluing a crystal onto it, I think I'd just be paranoid more than anything. But oh my God, if you're worried about your presence, your persona in online dating, when you meet someone in person and you flash them a smile, how do you even do that? You'd have to, you'd get rid of your upper lip. Oh my God, we're coming full circle. If you wanted to show off your tooth gem, you would have to curl in your upper lip that you just got done to show that shiny, mysterious flash. Like, oh, does she have a small gem of the Playboy bunny on her like left molar? I think she does. I'm going to send her the eggplant emoji later. Wow, I am on a roll. Everything is making sense today. It must be the sweatshirt. It's making me feel good. I have some other topics for you, but it's not time. It's not time today because we are going to transition our conversation to talk to an entrepreneur, give you some life advice, some style advice, some business advice. This guy is so enthusiastic. He says at one point he was knocking down doors. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. That's a phrase. That's something people do in business, right? When I think about knocking down doors, I think of like the Girl Scouts, like knocking down the doors of your neighbor. Hey, do you want to put a couple coins in this cookie jar and help me raise some money? Uh, No. Antonio Dixon was knocking on the doors of American Express, Coca-Cola, super big corporate companies that have invested in helping Black Lives Matter and empowering black entrepreneurs and small businesses. Those are the people that are in his circle. Her, his clients are Italy, New York City. He is making a huge splash down in the city and then also up here so we can look forward to some of his products. He'll hint at a couple areas of the capital region that he's working on getting his solar pods uh, installed and able for uh, available for use here in the capital region by entrepreneurs and small business owners and things like that. So coming up right now is our interview with Antonio Dixon, the solar powered entrepreneur. This part of the show is brought to you by Miller Lite. If you want to think warmer times and chiller vibes, if you want to go a couple buttons deep to discover your your next idea, your next opportunity to be an entrepreneur and a change maker, do it with a Miller Lite in your hand. Not only will it accelerate your thinking, your dreaming, your big idea inception, it will make you feel good. It will be 96 calories just slipping into you. That sounded weird. It's not slipping into you. It's sliding down your throat, your Princess Diana-inspired turtleneck, crew neck combo. And we started this show in a British way. And I'm going to let you go in a British way. Please introduce the black soprano, his words, not mine, Antonio Dixon. And otherwise, following the episode, you will see me next Tuesday 
with another episode of the Botanista Podcast. Thank you so much. You guys are the best. You watch, you listen, you listen, you DM me. You are so kind. You are so kind. I love you. Thank you. See you next week. Let's chat with Antonio now. All right, you guys. I am sitting down virtually, of course. It's COVID times with Antonio Dixon. Now, I spent some time reviewing your resume, your profile. There is no title to sum up who you are and what you do. So I'm going to let you do that for the people. Who is Antonio? Don't put, don't, don't put me in a box. I don't, like, I don't like titles. You can't. You're doing it all over there. Correct. Correct. So who am I? Um, I'm somebody that likes to solve problems, yeah. um, make a difference in the world, promoting sustainability and trying to help different people who've always wanted to start a business to start a business and people that do own a business, help them get to the next level. So anyway, any way that I can help people with entrepreneurship, sustainability, and just trying to make this world a better place. That's what Antonio Dixon is all about and, and finding creative ways to solve problems. Well, one of the things that you're doing that's popping up is this SolarFi pod business. So I'm a buttonista. I'm all about fashion, lifestyle, Instagram-worthy content. And I know through the pandemic, these pods really popped up. People were looking for an option to dine in a friendly way, socially distanced, obviously. Yep. And your SolarFi idea really was like a match made in heaven for that. So tell me about that idea and where they are currently. Yeah. So again, you know, about solving problems and helping like the restaurants that just didn't have outdoor dining to be able to help them. Like it's not even just by having a pot. A lot of restaurant owners don't even have the, the money to buy chairs and tables. So we wanted to solve that, that, that issue. The, the fashionable part, like New York fashion week, we saw these, we saw these pods as, as not just from a restaurant standpoint, but we saw these pods as a, as a multi-purpose uh, pod. Um, so helping out with pop-up retail, helping out with events like New York Fashion Week. Like events shouldn't have to shut down just because, because of COVID. You can right. still stay socially distanced and have your own uh, pod. Pre the name Privé means private in French. So you have your own private area, right? And the, the, the idea of beekeeping and transparent is that you can still see your, the person to your left, to your right, you can see above. So you're outdoor, but you're, but, but you're indoor. So yeah, just, just, just trying to expand that. We started in Albany and Troy. And then we went to uh, the Pittsfield, Massachusetts. I always loved being in the Berkshires. Yeah. And one of the things I used to do, Taylor, is I would go, there's two places I went to a lot. It was during the pandemic to do like my writing and, and, um, and um, in reading and my studying, I would go to Saratoga State Park or I would go out to the Berkshires in Lenox. And I had the same challenge all the time was my laptop would die after a period of time from being on Zoom calls because okay. I'm, I'm not connected. So I was like, how can we create like a pod where like, if it rains, I'm still dry. Well, number one. Number two, my phone and laptop are always charged. And number three, I can move them from one location to another. I wanted something that was completely portable. So the whole idea actually didn't start with restaurants. Kind of got forced into restaurants because people like talking about restaurants. You know, COVID really educated you on how, how much people don't really like to cook. Um, I'm like, <laughs> people don't have jobs and like, like, oh, let's go out to eat. I'm like, you don't have a job. What are you talking about? You're going out to eat. Um, so, <laughs> so we really wanted to create like, you know, this social distance spaces, right? So uh, you, can you can utilize the pod for, you know, outdoor co-working space. You can utilize it for pop-up retail to sell things like at a farmer's market. You, and you can utilize it for things like Fashion Week. That is amazing. You hit on three of my favorite things. 
being protected from the rain. I never bring an umbrella anywhere I go, making sure my phone is charged so I can be plugged into the zone of everything and take my Instagram pictures. And of course, being still in the scenery, people watching. I love that they're clear. Back to the solar thing. Because I think, you know, that's not something I know a lot about. And I think some of the pods that I've seen out there, they're literally just tents. I mean, I could probably bring something I have at home. So in your articles and stuff, you can watch TV. You said you could charge your phone. Like scientifically speaking, how does this actually work? Well, we have solar panels on the top. The solar panel, the solar arrays, they collect the sun's battery. That goes into a battery pack and then it stores the energy. So for example, let's say the sun, the sun goes down at 7 p.m. The battery component, just like you have in your car, that will store every little thing. So your phone, right? You know, you have a, you charge it. And then the back of it is a small battery. So the bigger the battery, the more power you can store. Mm-hmm. So each solar pod has a battery pack. So if you have a big concert and you want to be out there for like, let's say it's a Burning Man event, you want to be there for multiple days, you just need more battery backup. If you want to generate more power at one time, you just need more solar panels. So that's how it works. So the five part also of solar five is the internet connectivity. So again, we're trying to solve two major problems in the world. 1.5 billion people don't have access to energy. And you have another one, one, one billion that, don't, that have intermittent access to energy, which means four hours out of the day they don't have access to energy. And then you have four billion people in the world that don't have access to internet. 20 million of those are, are, are in America. And then there's a lot of people in America now because of unemployment in the economy um, that live in the inner city, they can't afford internet, right? I mean, Comcast, Spectrum, it's not free. It costs a lot of money to be able to do what, do what we're doing. And you know, during these you know, tumultuous times, we need, we need to get creative. So having that, that five-part and solar kind of benefits what we're doing here in the States and, and in Africa. To touch more on the, on the technology component, we've added HEPA air filters in there to make people feel safe. Yeah. So the HEPA air filter, it doesn't kill COVID, but it kills everything else. Right. So now we've got a safe environment. It's well sanitized. You can be outside in the elements and you can be there with your friends. We also have Bluetooth solar speaker lanterns because, hey, who doesn't like their own playlist? So you might go to a restaurant and say, oh, the food was good, but the music sucked. Well, now you can enjoy that great food and have your own Bluetooth solar speaker lantern that we actually make called Solar Jams. And you can play your own music at any time you want. Wow. You're making this seem like you just like built this in your backyard overnight and it was like no big deal. But the use of something like this is far beyond just like you said, entertainment or dining. It really can mean something to somebody depending on the type of communities you can put them in. If you could put a solar pod anywhere in the world or multiple, where would it be and why? Great question. I would, I would say well, I mean, there's just so many different ones. So are we talking about for humanitarian purposes or are you talking about for personal reasons? Give me one of both, maybe. I would say um, just because of the conversations I had with people recently, you know, this Burning Man thing keep, keeps coming up. So I've never been to Burning Man. And I would love to have this out there in Burning Man where people are like having their, their tents. And we're working on making um, solar powered pods for just like that camping type of experience. So being able to go to a Burning Man and be able to charge your phone, be able to have um, internet network. Um, so I think that's, that, that's something like, personally, that would really, really be cool. Um, I think in places like India, um, you're starting to see, not just India, but in some areas of Africa, you're starting to see a lot of refugees. Um, 
really struggle, right? Um, not have anything. And you're having more and more homeless people, even here in New York. Just the other day, I was in New York and I saw just a tent out there. So I would love, I would, one thing we're working on um, with a partner is creating these solar powered pods for refugees and homeless people. So they don't have to just be in certain uh, corners or streets. They can have their own little community where there's energy autonomous, they're, they're dry, they're, they're protected for the elements. And you know, if, 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 you know if, if they're happy, then we don't have other people complaining saying, oh, well, this homeless person was in front of my house. So we need to provide an opportunity so all of us you know, can, can be happy. Mm -hmm. And you've gotten a lot of funding for this project because obviously if this is going to get bigger and bigger, you're going to need some real believers. Like, are you going to pop up on Shark Tank one day or how did you help spread the word? Because I think as an entrepreneur and a marketer, you know, one thing that I've learned is that you need to be your best self promoter. You can't wait for the press to pick it up. You can't wait for your best friend to tweet it out. So what does it mean to you to kind of push that effort forward with your own resources and with your own network. I think that's good advice for a, a fellow entrepreneur out there or someone who wants to be. Absolutely. I always tell entrepreneurs, it's not about having, it's not, not about being in the right place at the right time. It's about being everywhere all the time. You literally can't sleep. You need to be out there. So we had to kick doors down. Um, we're looking to raise $50 million right now for this fund called Solar Five Cares 10K SME Fund. We're launching this, we're hoping to launch this in Hudson, um, in, in one of the areas upstate, mm -hmm. uh, the city of Pittsfield. We're looking at Saratoga, uh, Syracuse, Rochester. And then um, right now, the reason why I'm spending a lot of time in New York is because the, the, the deputy borough president of Queens has really supported this initiative. I would love to do this in Albany, I would love to do this in Troy, but we haven't had the government support there that we need. But in, in Queens, we have, we're gonna be trying to provide this nationwide for 10,000 businesses. About 500 or 700 of them will be in the Queens area. We're, we're uh, projecting 1,000 of these just for New York State. And it's to be able to give these solar five pods to small businesses. So, you know, we've got great customers like Italy and Rosa Mexicano. Those are people that can afford it. Great. I'm happy for them, but I'm, I'm, I'm most excited about getting some of these companies like Coca-Cola, Comcast, and American Express that in the wake of jo uh, uh, George Floyd's murder, They've made commitments to diversity and racial inclusion. And they said, oh, we're going to contribute $100 million to Black Lives Matter. We want to do things um, in, 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 in the inner city where minorities are. So what I'm lobbying to do, and right now we're trying to kick down these doors to get large companies like Amex to donate these. So we've got Amex committed. Um, we've, we, we got the, the borough of Queens committed. We're working with, we're, we're trying to get Verizon over the hump. We're trying to get Comcast over the hump. We're trying to get Coca-Cola over the hump. We've talked with Key Bank. We've talked with a number of banks. And the goal is to help 10,000 small businesses be able to have solar powered pods, not just for outdoor dining, but for pop up retail. A lot of people don't have small businesses, they don't have the opportunity. So you might go to a mall and be like, wow, this is nice. I get to shop at Forever 21 or Dick Sporting Goods or, or Lord and Taylor. But there's a lot of people that go through accelerator programs like at Ignite U and they don't have the funding to test their ideas. So they've learned everything. They need to make their business come true, but they don't have that seed capital, that twenty to $30,000 to, to get their product, whether it's a new t-shirt that they came up with, whether it's a new app, get it out there into a farmer's market or to a small or, or to a, an outdoor festival and show what your product is like. Run that pilot project for two, three months. Then you'll have that data, right? When you have that data, you can go to uh, banks like Pioneer and Key Bank. You can say, all right, this was, my, this was my sales for the last three months. And this is what I foresee me doing the next two, three months. The challenge for small businesses and entrepreneurs, 
they don't have that opportunity. They don't have that data to get going. So all like 80, 90% of my time right now is being spent on getting companies like Verizon, Amex, and getting mayors and governors to support this initiative. We have a big stimulus package right there, right now. It's been helping the big companies. It's been helping the Shake Shacks. We wanted to help the small businesses, right? So they can get out there and start their own businesses and, 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 and test, their, test their business models. Wow, that's incredible. And you're knocking down the doors of the big guys. If you knocked on my door, I would answer and I would probably listen to whatever you said because you're very convincing. You're very enthusiastic. And, you know, you touched on throughout some of the things that you said, you know, minority-owned businesses, women-owned businesses, you as a person of color, like thinking of yourself as 16, knocking on your friend's dad's like Cadillac saying, tell me what you know, you know, do you think like along the way, have you had to prove yourself to be taken more seriously or, you know, what are some of those struggles and challenges and how are you giving back? Because you're doing a lot to, to support these, these communities that you resonate with and that you really see the potential in. Yeah. So there's, 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 there's a lot to that. So, you know, one of the ways that I give back, I mean, this, this, this 10,000 small business thing is really done through our nonprofit called So If I Care, to promote entrepreneurship and promote Mm -hmm. sustainability. Uh, Another one, one of the ways that I give back is um, I'm an advisor to the MIT Martin Trust Entrepreneurship Center, where I help entrepreneurs with their ideas and help them with go-to-market strategy, help them raise money, help them with sales and marketing. I also serve as a judge and mentor for the MIT Clean Energy Prize which is the largest clean energy prize uh, for, any, uh, any, for any university. We've raised over $1.2 billion in its 11-year existence. I also work with NYSERDA in Columbia University as an executive in residence, an entrepreneur in residence, where I'm working with a company called Cahoots, um, um, led by a young lady in, in upstate New York that has a really cool company that uh, takes clothes and uh, repairs them. Um, so we're talking about sustainability and the circular economy. And then she, she gets other, uh, other families to then reuse those, those clothes and re- repurpose those clothes. So instead of just donating, donating your clothes or throw them outside, um, she's, she's creating different like styles with them. So she's, she's making the circular economy uh, sexy. And Ooh, through this- I like that. Yeah. So, um, so this 10K small, uh, small um, SME initiative, small business initiative, it's not just um, getting them pods. There's technical assistance with that. So they'll get entrepreneurship training. We're looking to bring on people like Jack, right? That, that really good behind the camera interviewing, interviewing people like, your, like yourself where we can tell that story. So you got 10,000 entrepreneurs. Every single one of those entrepreneurs has a story. So part of that, that package is they'll get a chance to tell their story. We want to help them with their social media marketing. Uh, a lot of small businesses, they don't have the fancy lawyers. They don't have the, the fancy accountants to help them with PPP stuff, help them with grants. There's a lot of money out there. But if you're just trying to stay alive you don't have time to fill out that application so it's about helping them with those resources to, for, for legal and um or for accounting support so it's, it's a it's a total package of technical assistance and the solar five pots so that's how i get back so you really don't have time you really don't sleep i mean you do so many things um do, do you do anything for fun uh, this is a lot of fun for me um <laughs> yeah i mean i knew you were gonna say that as yeah. soon as i said it I mean, look, I, I, get to, I, get to, I get to help a lot of small businesses, right? And I also get to, uh, for some of our higher-end clients like Italy, I get to go to these really nice restaurants like Italy, and I get to dine on Fifth Avenue. And a lot of the times, Taylor, I don't pay for it. So I get to dine like a king. <laughs> and, you know, we had Mike Everly, um, who is at Empire State Development Corporation. Right. He's been a very big supporter. He came all the way down on his own dime, took the train down just to have dinner 
with me in the pod. And he brought, he had some Italian music playing in the background. We had the opera playing. We were, we were, we were enjoying different grappa. So it's a lot of fun. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, is there, is there times where I get sad and I get down? Yeah, absolutely. But you know, we make, we make fun. We, we make fun in every single thing that we do. If it's not fun, I'm not doing it. Of course. You know what? That is so our mentality here at Two Buttons Deep and with the Buttonista, you know, we want to spread awareness and highlight the best of the best. But a lot of it is just us being able to go behind the scenes and tell stories. And I think storytelling is so important. People have the capacity and the time to learn and, and find these things out now through social media. So it's awesome that you're even able to give time to someone like us. Um, I have two questions for you. One is a little fun. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to talk with someone. I appreciate the opportunity. We love it. You're very fashionable, by the way. So I appreciate your, uh, your kind of energy to put an outfit together during these pandemic times. But I heard through the grapevine that you might have met one Al Roker in Hudson, New York. Is that true? That is true. Uh, you're talking about a fashionable guy. I mean, I, know, I met Al Roker. He is, he's always dressed to the nines. He's got that energy though and enthusiasm that you have Oswego grad. So he's got some upstate roots. How did you approach him? Like, what was that conversation like? I think I'd be too scared, even though I'm a huge fan of him. <laughs> like, uh, I mentioned you, one of my, one of my mentors, a guy, the stockbroker I ran into, he's like, you always just fall into shit. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> Cause I'm always everywhere all the time. I stay in traffic. So it's, and I hope I'm going to, I want to utilize this, this question to, to, to teach entrepreneurs why they need to keep their pulse on their business. Yeah. Um, we worked with the mayor of Hudson um, to do a project in Hudson. And we got some good introductions from Mike Tucker at CEG and, and Mike Evely. And we wanted to help this business on, on um, I think it's 225 Warren Street. Um, Italian, Italian restaurant. I swear I'm half Italian. I swear. I just, I mean, I got my name is Antonio. I'm just, I'm, 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 you call me the black soprano, if you will. Um, but so we, we, we delivered the pods and I was going to, I was saying, saying to myself, why do I need to go? I like, there's so many other things I need to do grant writing. I need to interview people. I need to be in the lab. I don't need to go. Let those guys go set up. And when everything's set up, I'll go. But I said, you know what? You got to keep your finger on the pulse. Got to keep your finger on the pulse. Mm -hmm. So I get down there, we get down there in a the U-Haul truck I'm unloading the truck and um, with Anthony, the owner of 225 Warren. And I'm a little bit upset with myself, Taylor, because I don't have on my fedora. I always oh, wear a fedora, no. Jack knows. Yeah, I always wear my fedora. And come walking by in the face mask is Al Roker. With this briefcase, you know, he's got the, you know, he's got the little Al, Al Roker uh, swag to him. Oh, yeah. I mean, the suit is just like perfect. The guy doesn't have a crease. On him. And I'm just like, can I carry your bag almost? And so he's talking to Anthony, the owner of 225 Warren. And he's like, this is really innovative. Um, what made you do this? And I was standing right there. He's like, this is Antonio's idea. Who's Antonio? And then he pointed to me and I just, you know, I, didn't, I, I, I kept cool. I wasn't like, hey, oh, I act like I didn't know who he was. You know, I try to, I try to like, you know, like, hey, you know, hi, you know, talk to him just very calmly. Um, and I was about 98% sure it wasn't, it wasn't like he was like, Hey, I'm not working. Like we all have masks on. Right. So right, right. you may think the person's who they were. You don't want to be like, Oh, that's not me. And that sometimes can be offensive. So, um, he asked me questions. He was like, this is really cool. How long was going to be here for? And, um, I was really hoping that he would have brought us on the today show. And, um, I wanted to, I wanted to ask him for his number. And that's usually me. I, I would say probably one of my biggest regrets of 2020 
is not asking Al Roker what's his cell phone number because I do that with anybody else that I mean. Like I, we, we, we just had on our call with uh, AMX, I had the, the founder of Priceline.com on the call and they were like, how is he one of your advisors? I was like, I met him in Rio de Janeiro during Global Entrepreneurship Week and I saw who he was and I introduced myself and I asked for his phone number and the story. And I did not do that with Al Volker. Mm, it is, it's a rookie mistake. If you had the fedora, maybe you would have had a little, just a tiny touch more confidence, but he is a one of a kind guy. I'm a huge Today Show fan. Would mm -hmm. love to end up there myself. So maybe you and I can, we can coordinate a little something. Maybe it's- um, also, I've been to Rio and it's a phenomenal place. Very, very cool. But last but not least, we're running out of time. I have kind of, these are two questions, but maybe into one. One, okay. how can we help? How can anybody that's listening help kind of further your mission and some of the great work that you're doing? And then two, what are we looking out for? What's coming next? You know, you have this 10,000 thing going on, but you know, when am I going to see a pod in Saratoga where I live or somewhere else in the capital region? What should we be looking out for and how can we help? got an email from Saratoga today. I can't talk about details, but Ooh, I got an email. I got an email. That's all I can say. Um, in fact, actually, you know, uh, Assemblywoman Carrie, uh, Assemblywoman Carrie, you probably have to believe, Assemblywoman Carrie Warner actually just messaged me. Um, we spoke to her a few months ago. She represents Saratoga in Washington counties uh, as, as part of the New York State Assembly. And one of the things that we were talking to her about is, you know, utilizing these, I, I want to shut down uh, Saratoga State Park from, a, from a, a, an area. I wouldn't say shut down the whole park, but I want to create an area where you can have like 20 of these pods, right? For, for, for outdoor co-working space. So you got your outdoor co-working space and then you have 10 of these uh, larger pods for outdoor retail. So all the people that are selling makeup and clothes, different things that small businesses do, you'll be able to sell your, your, your wares and your, your, your artisan crafts to people that are walking around the park. I think so many people walk around the park and a lot of people in Saratoga have money. They're waiting. They, they want to buy something cool, unique. We don't have to wait to a Saturday or Sunday farmer's market. Like, let people go for a run and sell them a smoothie while they're going for a run if they want one. You know, things along those lines. To be able to rent out a, a Solify Privé pod on a, on a Thursday afternoon for $50 is just say, you know what, I want to work from outside. Those are the type of things that are coming down the pike that we hope that Saratoga gives us, um, gives us the, the, the approval on. Um, how can how can you help? Well, we're looking to raise funds for that. I'm sure you're familiar with the Barstool Fund. Mm -hmm. We're looking to do something very similar to the Barstool Fund. I think they helped out a, a well-established restaurant in, in the Saratoga area. Yeah. Um, yeah. We need people to go to backmycampaign.com Back and donate. Backmycampaign.com. And they can donate uh, to, the, to, to, to the cause. They get, a, they get a tax deduction or a 501c3 nonprofit at Solify Cares. Solify Ventures is a for-profit corporation. And what Solify Ventures does, it sells the pods to restaurant chains that can afford it. Like your Rosa Mexicanos, your Italy. What Solify Cares does, it helps the little people. It helps the people that are trying to just stay, keep their doors open. We try to provide the pods for free or the, or the subsidized cost. So if you guys have any connections with any large companies in Saratoga, you know, you got your national bank there. You have DeCrescenti there. Um, I know you guys saw so you guys at the track last time. You know, one of the things that we're looking to do is we're looking to put these at the, at the track for the your VIP um, experience. We tried to do that last year. We were like, why close down the track? All we had to do was put 50 Solify Privé pods there. You charge 10 grand. That's it. 10 grand. You have a party of six. It's all you can eat. It's all you can drink. You keep it exclusive. And you can still generate um, um, 
um, probably the, the same amount of revenue, if not more, because let's face it, the rich have gotten richer and the poor have gotten poor. So the rich are happy to spend, you know, they're spending, you know, a lot of money on their, their, their box seats. They'll spend more because they want that exclusivity. Oh, so we're, we're looking to do, we're looking to do things like that. And while they do that, the, the big companies can still, you know, sponsor them. You're, you know, American Express, they still want to have their box. They still want to be able to say, Hey, I had my experience at the Saratoga track. And if for, for some people that can't afford it, you can always like um, Facebook live in, but don't stop the track from going, provide, make it in a social distance way, whether that is opening up for three hours at a time to different people. But I think by having innovative solutions like these pods, we can do it. And we're gonna have other products that come down the line that are gonna, that are gonna be, help people in the post pandemic world. Wow, that is really incredible. I have to say you have done something that is so like luxury, VIP, trendy, yet so needed and can be such a resource to people that are on the other end of the spectrum. I think that's truly incredible. It's something that you don't see very often. I think people think of their market in one way or the other, right? You know, how can we help and make a difference to those that really need it? And then how can we profit off the people that are killing it? But the fact that these pods have such a wide range of use paired with your enthusiasm, your passion, and obviously education and expertise is so impressive. I'm so happy you're doing it here in the capital region. Hope to see some of these pop up in Saratoga, Albany, and around here soon. And uh, thank you so, so much for your time. It was great to talk to you. Yeah. Um, say the URL one more time. Backmycampaign.com. That's going to redirect to a new video. We own that piece of real estate now, but backmycampaign.com is where you can go to get involved, contribute. And if people are looking to work with the SolarFi team, you can uh, send a message to impact, I-M-P-A-C-T, at solar-fi.com.